Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to assure you that that moment won't define you. We all go through bad moments and tough situations in life, and Satan tries to tell us that these moments define us in order to wound our confidence, diminish our faith, lower our expectation, and hold us hostage to the worst periods of our past. But through this word, God is liberating you and reminding you that He, and not your worst moment, is the one who defines you and causes you to overcome despair despite the difficulty and pain of your past. Welcome to this your Thursday, October 8th, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. It's Deanna Hobbs here, bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever on this beautiful, crisp, 46-degree fall day in Buffalo. I've got a nice warm mug full of coffee and a cozy sweater on in the studio today, and I'm feeling good and ready to hear from God. Wherever you're joining us from around the world, thanks for being a part of this vibrant, growing, and global community of faith and listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Player.fm, iHeartRadio, select radio stations, yourdailycupofinspiration.com, and wherever podcasts are heard. I just love you, and I'm honored that you pressed play once again. Daily Cup family, you know how excited I get to share how God is moving in the lives of the precious members of our community. And Deidre from Kansas City, Kansas, wrote into the ministry and said this, My son Buddy died of throat cancer three years ago. It spread to his brain and major organs. That loss sent life into a tailspin. My husband left and I went into depression. I began feeling like I had nothing left to live for and I was contemplating suicide. I said, God, if you have purpose for me, please speak to me. And I kid you not, my phone rang. It was a friend telling me I was on her mind and she sent me something to listen to. It was your podcast from July 1st, 2019 called Trust the Sovereignty of God. And I just knew God was speaking to me. I cried and cried, but that day I chose life. And as you see, I have lived to tell of the goodness of the Lord. Thank you. Your ministry helped save me. Oh, glory to God. I'm about to have a Holy Ghost fit. Thank you for sharing this, Deidre. I'm so glad God used this ministry and spared your life. My, my, my. I need a little room to get my dance on. Can we get a praise break right here? Powerful and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org slash donate. Thank you for your generosity.
All right, we have had church already through that testimony. Now let's start out today's inspiration with a prayer. Father, we thank you. We love you. And we need you to speak a word of revelation to the person who pressed play. I ask that when I open my mouth, that you will anoint every word and bless the hearer in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Daily Cut family, three out of four of the Hobbs children are driving now. Pray for me and Pastor Hobbs Saints, pray. We still can't believe how they've all grown up so fast and are driving now. It feels like what in the world is going on? We've got all these teens and young adults walking around, and it seems like just yesterday when they were babies, you know? Only our youngest son, our sweet little Caleb, who's 14, he's the baby, is not yet old enough to drive. He's still riding his bike around the neighborhood And I like it that way. But Kyla, Kaya, and Kadar are all driving now, and it's so weird. And teaching each of them to drive has been a both fun and interesting process, I'll say. I remember this one time when I was mommy slash instructor for one of them, when they were totally new at driving. I won't tell you which one it was, but we left home, and I drove out to this huge empty parking lot, just the two of us, So they would have all the space they needed and no danger of hitting other cars so they could practice, right? And on this particular day, it was only the second time they had been behind the wheel of a car. And quite naturally, they were a little nervous, but they were doing great, had amazing control of the wheel and everything, just perfectly normal little jitters. So as we were going along, driving back and forth in this open lot, They enjoyed the feeling of accelerating and knowing they were in control of the vehicle and all that. I was talking them through it and reinforcing that they were doing awesome at it, and they really were. So the point in our practice session came when we had gone as far as we could go in one direction. We were heading toward this small field of grass in front of us. So I told them to turn around, you know, so we could go in the opposite direction and then keep on driving and practicing. Well... As they were turning around, there was this pole that was sort of close by off to the right. And in order to make sure they could get by the pole without hitting it, midway through a U-turn as we were facing the direction of the pole, I told them to just put their foot on the brake and put the car in reverse. But I think the combination of them being a newbie driver, being a little nervous, and still being a little unsure in these early stages of how to distinguish between the gas pedal and the brake pedal created the perfect storm. And oh boy, they hit the gas instead of the brake while the car was in drive. Had the car been in reverse already, we would have just rolled into the grass field behind us. But nope. The car was still in drive, so we were going forward at full speed. It wasn't that fast, but still, can you guess what happened? Yep, we were headed straight for that trusty pole. I said, no, 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 hit the brake, hit the brake. And even though I grabbed the steering wheel, there was no way I could steer the car away from the pole in time. We didn't have enough room, so wham, we went straight into the pole. Now, this was an important moment, Daily Cut family. It wasn't a devastating hit, but it was a hard enough hit to feel it. 
And how I handled this moment was important. Of course, my motherly instincts kicked in and the nurturer in me jumped out. So first things first, I asked if they were okay. They said they were. I looked in their eyes and reassured them that it was all right. And I know how scary it can be to get into a collision, even if it's just a minor fender bender, especially if it's your first accident. So I went through the whole thing and thankfully they were good. I really didn't want them to feel bad about that. It was an honest mistake, just an accident. Now, even though I was in nurturer mode following that, I was still in instructor mode too, okay? So I could have taken over the wheel after this hit. I didn't do that. Instead, I told them, put your foot on the brake and back up, and they did it. That way, we could get some space between the bumper of the car and the pole so I could take a look and assess the damage. Didn't look too bad. So after assessing the damage, I then told them to back up some more and then brake, and they did it just fine. And that's when I hopped back in the passenger seat and told them to drive forward. And as they drove, I encouraged them and reiterated that I didn't want them to be afraid or worried about the accident, and I didn't want them to be defined by that one moment. Just keep going and they'll get the hang of it. And that was that. The next day, I remember them coming into my bedroom and asking with this big smile, so are we going driving today? And in that moment, I was so proud and excited for them. And here's why. I knew they didn't let that unfortunate incident define them and they were willing to try again. That was big. And we went right back out to that same lot Only this time, our practice session went perfectly. They didn't hit any poles. After all this happened, Kenya encouraged them too and praised their resiliency and noted the fact that in life, it serves you well when you can bounce back from tough situations, failures, and unfortunate incidents and get back out there and try again. Because whether you're a new driver figuring out how to navigate a car or you're simply navigating the road of life at any stage, there will be moments when you run head on right into trouble and you won't be able to stop that collision and you'll sustain some damage. It could be physical, could be mental, could be emotional, but there will come that time when you have to decide, am I gonna be defined by that one moment, that one failure, that one mistake, that one hurt, that one betrayal, that one disappointment, that one tragedy, that one sickness, that one injustice, Or am I resilient enough to get back up and say, hey, it's a new day, there's a brand new mercy waiting for me, and I can always begin again? Just for a moment, think back over your life. Have you ever had something negative or unpleasant or disappointing or painful happen to you that affected you mentally and emotionally, and you had trouble getting past it in your mind? Well, there's a story in Joshua 8 that you can probably relate to. After the Israelites had crossed the Jordan River and defeated Jericho, next on the list, on their way to possessing the promised land, was the city of Ai. The Israelites should have been confident in their ability to overtake and overthrow this small Canaanite city, which was far less imposing than Jericho, but they weren't confident at all. And here's why. In the previous chapter, they had already battled Ai, and a man named Achan caused Israel to suffer a devastating defeat in this place because of his disobedience to the Lord. 
Achan, whose name fittingly means trouble in Hebrew, disobeyed God after the Israelites triumphed over Jericho. He got greedy and he stole some of the items that were supposed to be destroyed. God explicitly said those things were dedicated to him, but Achan stole them. So God withdrew his favor from Israel the first time they went up against Ai, and they lost badly. Around 3,000 soldiers were sent into this battle, not even the full army, because this was supposed to be an easy fight. But ooh-wee, Israel got embarrassed. They ended up running and retreating from their enemies, demoralizing. It was a crushing defeat. 36 of their men were killed, and because of this, the soldiers lost their confidence, and they were scared to fight, to hope, or to believe for victory again. You know, in 2011, I was skating at my daughter's birthday party we had at a local skating rink. It was just supposed to be a fun, lighthearted time of celebration, but I fell and broke my wrist. It was my left wrist, and I had to get a metal plate and screws put in it. It was a bad break. And you know what? I've never gotten back on skates again. I always say, nope, I'm not tempting the Lord because I almost died after that surgery because of complications. They called out cold blue and couldn't get me back for quite some time. I almost checked out of here. And that affected me, not just physically, but psychologically. And even though me not skating is not really a big deal, when it comes to matters of your destiny, your purpose, and the roles and responsibilities you need to actively engage in to fulfill the will of God for your life, losing your confidence and being gripped by fear and being defined by a devastating moment will really throw you off course in a way that can ruin your life. If you never get back in the driver's seat of life after a collision, a disappointment, or a failure, that hinders your ability to go forward in the things of God, to make progress, and to seize every blessing He has for you. Some stuff will mess with your confidence so bad, but I believe that God is talking to somebody and wanting you to know you cannot let your negative history rob you of your divine destiny. What happened in that moment was just a moment and God is calling somebody to move past it because there is a victory with your name on it. You've got to be willing though, despite all you've been through, to live again, to love again, to try again, to believe God again, to put yourself out there again. Do you think it was easy for me to come back again and get in this studio again after that mini stroke and seizures and brain trauma and all the challenges it created? No, it wasn't easy. It was hard. Still can be hard some days, but I refuse to let the enemy rob me of my destiny. I'm called to this. I'm purposed for this. And you are called and purposed for some things too. And you better know the enemy is always going to attack you in the area of your purpose to intimidate you and paralyze you. He wants to shut you up and shut you down. Oh, but God is sending this word from a defiant Deanna Hobbs to tell you, don't you let him do it. Dust yourself off, get back up and know that God's favor is on you. In our story today, after Achan confessed his crime, which was stealing some silver, gold, and a robe, which were supposed to be dedicated to God, as we talked about a little earlier, and hiding those stolen items, he and his family were killed, which was, at that time, under the law, the way God mandated that Joshua cleanse the camp. Thank God for grace that we don't have to die for our sins because Jesus died already and cleansed us. But back in these times, death 
was necessary. So after the purification of Israel was complete, Joshua was once again commanded to go back and fight Ai. And after they pushed past their fear and obeyed God's command to get back out there, Israel set up an ambush for their enemies. I like this part of the story. They pretended to be running from their opponent once again, Daily Cup family. But the men of Ai didn't know this was all pretense. It was just a setup. And the Israelites were operating in the favor of God. And 5,000 Israelite soldiers were hiding. And just when the enemy army thought they had Israel on the run again, They got ambushed and defeated. The Bible says Israel set Ai on fire and all 12,000, the entire population of that enemy city was wiped out. God gave Israel the victory and God is giving you the victory too. You will not be defined by a negative moment. From this day forward, refuse to be intimidated in the future based on the failures, defeats, painful losses, and life disruptions of the past. God is giving you your confidence back. I believe he's giving you your strength back, your courage back, your faith back, your hope back, your expectation back. He's giving you your fight back. You survived for a reason. You bounced back for a reason. You overcame for a reason. You're still standing for a reason. That's because God's anointing is on you. His purpose is on you. His word has been spoken over you and the enemy has fought you at every turn. But just as Israel defeated Ai, a small obstacle standing in the way of them possessing the promised land, you too will overcome every obstacle standing in the way of your promise. I feel the Holy Ghost in the studio today. You will not be held hostage. You will not be a prisoner of your past. That discouraging moment will not be the defining moment of your life. You will not be defined by that. God defines you. He calls you blessed. He calls you favored. He calls you an overcomer. He calls you anointed. He calls you chosen. He calls you victorious. And he calls you right now to get up, shake yourself and know who you are and whose you are and move forward. To help you do that, I'm storing Isaiah 43 and 18 in the God's Word translation right into your cup of inspiration, which says, forget what happened in the past and do not dwell on events from long ago. As you drink down the contents of your cup, oh, bless God. God is saying, stop dwelling on what went wrong, on what didn't happen, on what hurt you, on what the enemy did, on what came against you. And look ahead to what lies ahead of you, which is more favor, greater blessings and bigger breakthroughs. I want to leave you with this. If you have faced your own personal AI, which means ruins in Hebrew, and if Achan has been in your camp, which means trouble, God never intended to let that trouble ruin you. It may have set you back and caused you some pain, but it won't define you. If you'll just get back up and trust God again for a breakthrough, you will step into your place of promise and you will see God bless you, restore you and renew you and increase you in even greater measure. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. They have had some things go wrong in their life. 
life, some failures and some difficult circumstances they've had to walk through and the enemy wants them to be defined, hindered and held hostage by the lowest moments of their life. Oh, but I thank you for reminding them of who they are. Blessed, chosen, anointed, victorious and favored and letting them know that they will not be defined by the trouble or anything that the enemy sent to ruin them, but they will overcome and be a living testimony of your power to win every battle and overcome every obstacle. In Jesus' name, amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com. Thank you.